Bienvenidos a Échame el Té. Hi, guys. What's up, everybody? How are you? How are you? I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, I, I guess you could say I'm okay. Um, I fired yesterday, so that's nice. How do you feel about that? But at the same time, mm -hmm. I kind of stressed. But yeah, of course. But I know I'll be fine. Honestly, though, like for whatever reason, I'm not worried about you getting fired. I don't know why I have a sense that everything's going to turn out okay for you. Better than okay, to be honest. You know, when one door closes, another Exactly. I'm not worried. Exactly, exactly. And plus, it's, you know, you thankfully you have your um your business going on, your on the side, so, you know. The, oh yeah. We can go to Bayonne, please. Thank you. Hay que aprovechar, hay que aprovechar. but today is exciting. Yeah. We're doing something we haven't done in a long time. We really hope that you can like it though, because it's gonna be so. That let's just get brew your tea, girl. Brew your as this podcast. Brew your tea because you're gonna need it. Eso sí, este ahora sí que este te va a estar bueno. Va a estar bueno. Va a estar caliente. Va a va a ver de todos los sabores. You know, we're gonna do a little bit of everything today, and that's wow. because our next guest is. A bunch of I the way I see it is he's a bunch of flavors in one. He has juicy. He has every kind of story you can imagine. So we are very excited to have him on here with us today. Do you want to introduce our guest? Yeah. Well, it's one of my besties. It's Luna. Ooh, welcome, hey, Luna. Luna. Are you there? You don't hear me? I was yeah, talking. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I literally, okay. Yeah. I don't know what happened. We were this like, is perfect. Uh, this is perfect. This is perfect. This is how we go. Yeah, low key. Honestly, though, you know what this felt like? Like, you know, like in a talent show where you're like, yeah, you like introduce someone and everybody's just like waiting and the spotlight's right there. <laughs> and then you're just kind of like chilling and you're like, uh, where's my star? <laughs> <laughs> so Luna. So I met Luna on uh, on TikTok, on um, my TikTok lives. He is like the most hilarious person out there. Yes. <laughs> he has good tea. He's hilarious. He has such a beautiful personality. Cancer vibes, emotional. Love it. All, all. Like I said, different flavors all in one. Yep. That's the way I picture um, Luna. So Luna, tell us a little bit about you, your little background. Tell us what, what makes Luna Luna. What makes Luna, Luna, LOL. Um, can you guys hear me now? Because I don't know. I was like talking. You, and then... you sound amazing. I sound amazing. We, yes. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I always Oui. do. De todos los sabores, right? Bien. Yeah. Juicy juice. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what makes Luna Luna? Yeah, Girl, Luna's I don't Luna, know. Luna's Luna. an experience. Luna's a goddess. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> love that. Where did you get your? Oh, I love it. I wanna. I want some of that. Lol. Yeah, that confidence <laughs> you're radiating today. I love it. I love it. It's all Xanax. <laughs> <laughs> Not just today. It's always like that. It's beautiful. yes. Where'd you get it? Damn. I don't I know. I grew it, it myself. Slay, I grew it in my little garden. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, that. So, yes, that's actually I. I love how in tune and how um, accepting you are of yourself, and how the way you express the way you express about yourself, it's it's beautiful. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I think we can all learn a thing of or two about that. Me specifically, just like it's not just the confidence but it's also like you because you the confidence is there you also you believe it yeah just that you make people you have to make other people want to be confident as well low-key he's radiating that onto me right now y'all stop my head's gonna get bigger and bigger (laughs) (laughs) are you floating yet (laughs) oh to the moon baby (laughs) every time Every time we talk on the phone, he always tells me like "lol," and I'm like, I can literally cannot think. Every time he puts, he types it out. I always hear think it. of it. How he it. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> why type how I talk? That's why. I, <laughs> <laughs> I want y'all to hear me. Lol. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> um. Yeah. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about yourself. I mean, I really don't even know where to start. I'm from Texas, y'all. Howdy. Howdy doody. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I work in a call center. It's pretty lame, but I get to talk to people all day. That's what I just love to do. I love running my mouth, so you have the perfect guess. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, uh, well, the, one of the reasons why I wanted to, we wanted to invite you during this month is because of Pride Month, and we're like, we need to celebrate. And you know what's one of the most brightest people in th- that spectrum, you know? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so, um, just tell us a little bit about like your coming out story, or like your basically your journey more than anything. Hello, girl, I'm still on it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, your journey. Yeah, literally. So my coming out story, it's not the best coming out story, but I feel like it happens all the time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, um, you know, I I was born in like, what, late 90s? So I already had like a little cell phone when I was like 12, 13 years old, right? Right. So um, there was this cute little boy. He played a bass, right? Because uh-huh. I played the violin and we were in orchestra in like junior high. And I was just messaging him back and forth. And my nosy tia got through my, went through my phone. And that's basically how it came to be, you know? She went through my phone. She asked me about it. And I was like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm telling me he's cute because he's cute. And what? You know? <laughs> what are we going to do about it? You know? It was actually, it was actually kind of funny, though. Because, like, I was, like, raised in a super religious background, right? Mm-hmm. So right. Um, <laughs> that was fun, right? I think, like, the last thing that my grandfather, like, actually told me, like, I guess, like, father to son since he raised me, he gave me this book, and it's called Homosexualidad, El Pecado Eterno, right? Wow. (laughs) 
I didn't even read it. I was like, what the fuck? Why am I getting this? I just threw it away. <laughs> How old were you when he gave you that book? How old was I? I was around 13 years old, 13, 14. Yeah. Can so I, that's always fun. <laughs> can I ask you a question? Yeah, um, totally. I want to know, like, you know, because as I, I've always wondered this, like, like, how old were you or like, when did you realize like, oh, you know, because, you know, growing up, we always tell, we tell boys that you like girls and, you know, vice versa. Like, that's just how, you know, the mentality that was passed down to us. Right. But at what uh-huh. age or at what point in your life did you realize like, no, I don't like girls. I like boys. Well, I don't even know if I'm fully gay to be each mm-hmm. because there's some women that I find attractive, in attractive. The, even to today, okay. you know, mm-hmm. but um, the thing is, sure, we were in this like, you know, we're all Hispanic here, right? So it's mm-hmm. real hush hush, keep images, right? Yeah. But my family, honestly, it kind of sucked because they would just like make fun of me all day about it, you know? Yeah. And I was kind of like too little to even know what was going on, you know? I mean, obviously wow. they knew what was going on, but you know, all I knew was gay was bad. Being gay oh. was bad. Being effeminate was bad. That's all I knew, you know? Um, so like, you know, a lot of people tell me that they had um like these obsessions with Juan Gabriel that they would watch RBD. I wouldn't. I would avoid those things specifically because of the gay characters in it. Right. You know? Yeah. So it wasn't right. that fun, you know? But age when I figured out, um well <laughs> um I was I love that laugh. I, like, I love that laugh. That's when I know something's coming. Hello. <laughs> so I was around like eleven or twelve, right? Mm-hmm. And there was this little band, and I still love them. And honestly, the lead singer, he can still get it. Today, he can still get it. Like, all day, any day. Shout out to him. Right? Bill Cowlitz, hey. Hey. LOL. Luna says, hey. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, they're a German rock band, right? And, you know, it's because around that year, everybody was going through their little emo phase or whatever, right? Yeah. So, I I mean, I didn't get to dress any of the look, right? But I, I definitely had all the music, right? So, Tokyo Hotel, and I saw this man, and honestly, I didn't know it was a man. I didn't know it was a man. All I knew was I was crushing on the lead singer of Tokyo Hotel, right? And then when I found out he was a man, I'm just like, well, I'm not bothered by it, because he's beautiful. Shit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's, that's amazing. Um, do you think, like, how, like, growing up, you know, um, how was that for you? Like, school, because I'm, fucking kids are twerps. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're, like, Real. you know, the bullies out there, they're, kids in middle school, elementary, you know, they can be really mean. I think yeah. more so I, than, but, like, high school. I don't know why, but Luna gives me vibes that he was, like, petty as fuck when he was oh yeah again L-O-L. I get that too <laughs> no so of bullying I mean if anything the only thing they would tell me was about like my weight because I'm bigger than life so yeah. like I think the only thing I got one time I was like in the fifth grade and they were just like calling me osito and I was like your grandma's built like a fucking oso the fuck get away from me you know 
And, but no, honestly, if anything, I was kind of, um, I was kind of like, just, I found my little group, my little group of the little outcasts. I told you it was just all the emo kids, you know? Yeah. All the emo kids, all the gay kids, the artistic kids. So, um, direct bullying? No, there was none. If anything, the only issues, like I said, it was like with my family, you know? So, um, specifically one time, I don't even know how old I was, but um, I woke up one morning, right? And um, my grandparents were always very adamant about waking up and saying good morning before anything, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, if I wouldn't say good morning, you know, my grandfather would tell me like, pareces burro. And I'm just like, what do you mean? He's like, well, yeah, solo los burros no saludan. I'm just like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. So I went to my grandmother to just go say good morning. And then I was going to go to, you know, wash my face and brush my teeth. And she looks at me and she's like, what the fuck do you have in your face? Like, quítate eso. And I'm just like, I just woke up. <laughs> you know? I'm like, I don't know what I have on my face. And she's like, stop playing. Why were you in my makeup? And I'm just like, in your makeup? What are you talking about? You know? Yeah. So I go to the restroom. Y me pintaron when I was asleep. Wow. Me pintaron. And I went to her and I'm just like, grandma. I see what you're talking about. I don't know why my eyelids look purple. I really don't. But I didn't do this. I, was, I just woke up. So she didn't like any of that. Y me chingo. <laughs> wow. And yeah. do you know who did it? I don't. But I'm assuming it was my older brother or my uncle. Oh, my God. They would, do, they would do stupid shit like that, you know? Yeah. So if anything, I feel like the only like sort of like issues with, especially when it comes to my sexuality, it was with my family. And then later on, you know, it came from like, just like random strangers, you know? Like people in the town and stuff like that? Yeah. So like, um, when I got older, you know, um, uh, my grandmother died. Right. And so I was living with my aunt and my uncle. And so I had to walk to and from school or anywhere I was going. And um, I'd say it's about just a little under a mile, a little over a mile that I would have to walk, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like literally I would just be walking, I would be existing. And like people would like shout like faggot or maricon from their trucks as they were passing by. Um, I remember one time I got a freaking screwdriver thrown at me, right? What the Screwdrivers, and it's because it's people in work trucks. So I've gotten yeah. screwdrivers wrenches hammers thrown at me one time you know i was with my friend um in high school her name was uh bella right um and we were just walking just walking you know i was walking from her house i think and she was gonna like walk with me to the park or whatever right and um it sure enough another truck and they threw their beer at us right and me being the way I was, I fucking flicked them off. Well, that was a bad idea. Oh, no. <laughs> so they, like, pulled over. They, like, stopped their car in the middle of traffic, right? And they, like, got out and they started running towards us. Ooh. Oh I was God. like, fuck. So we what just, like, heck? ran down the freaking creek bed. Like, we ran. We lost them for sure. But, like, honestly, I don't know if they were trying to kill me or just beat the shit out of me. But yeah (laughs) and the thing is i think it's hard for people to understand that especially in the place where you live like texas is very conservative Mm -hmm. yes we do see 
things like that happen like for example out here you know like um those are considered hate crimes and Mm -hmm. you know it they do happen but i think it's more common in conservative conservative places like the one where you live in for sure for sure texas and then like then like the hispanic community it's funny um my friend i have a friend from high school i still keep in touch with right um we're gonna call her sophie (laughs) okay a friend named sophie right and um her so her issue she's black right and Mm -hmm. so um we've talked about it before where so i was a part of this little friend group that i mentioned right where it's like yeah kind of like this group of just like the little outcasts or whatever Mm -hmm. but i wasn't friends with everybody i was friends with a small group and then there was the larger friend group right as a whole okay okay she was friends with like the larger friend group and like that included you know some white kids who were still saying the n-word you know they they tried oh. me once they were trying to call me wet back right oh hell well heck. she was telling me that you know she felt really apparently this entire time that i i knew her when i was in high school um she was really trying really hard to be a white girl like she couldn't accept her blackness right oh wow and that's another topic right but yeah definitely I bring, I bring that up because you know she asks me she asked me you know yeah so she was asking me why i hung out in that group right and i told her honestly yeah the group sucked as a whole because there were all sorts of little racist bastards in there right mm-hmm. <laughs> but i didn't have the luxury of hanging out with you know the little mexican and hispanic group anymore <laughs> Because of my sexuality. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Wow. I hate that. I really hate that. And what, how old were you? Like, what grade were you in school when this happened? When that happened, um, it was around ninth grade. Yeah, ninth grade. Mm -hmm. Because I had, so the thing is, I, um, when I started listening to that band, Tokyo Hotel, and when I sort of just, like, came to terms with it, I was like, yeah, I guess I like men. Okay, cool, whatever. Next, right? <laughs> I went ahead and I just told my friends. I was like, hey. Yeah, I had a little friend group. And I was like, hey. And I remember specifically I was telling my friend um, Ruben, right? We were cool. And we were honestly all little nerds. I would, like, play little RPG games with them. And okay. Um, it's funny because there's like another gay guy in that group too but I told Ruben specifically (laughs) because like Ruben was like one of my like closest ones and he just told me it made him uncomfortable and I was like why I'm the same person and then he was like yeah I don't know if I want to keep talking to you anymore and so yeah that was the end of that friendship with Ruben and then once I hit little junior high in the ninth grade um, there were all sorts of like gay bisexual lgbtqia people right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so i was like oh i guess this is my group i'm gonna hang out with you know with the gays why would i why would i waste my time you know with other groups yeah 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 Yeah. i i think it's so weird how like like just because like especially with like masculine i can't say it masculine yeah, machismo. Like, just because somebody else likes men doesn't mean that you're and you are yeah. friends with them doesn't mean that you're gonna like boy. Like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you know what the thing is? Is like you 
you obviously can't really blame them because they're still children, but that's how they were brought up at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you know? I don't know why growing up it was never weird for me. Like, it was for me, it was just like normal. And I think it's because my parents have always been very like open about stuff like that and they've never like hit hit any hit anything from us yeah um and not only that like very close family members um are actually gay and you know they taught us to like never look at people differently just because of their uh sexual preferences so you know Mm -hmm. um i think it's obviously it's based on how you were brought up and stuff yeah yeah but i feel like um i guess in a way, like, I feel like we do have to keep those people accountable. I guess if they're in your same age group. So he was in my mm-hmm. same age group. So, yeah, I I definitely feel like, you know, that's where all of the, like, unlearning of that, like, ugly behavior of that, should yeah, start. Yeah, that's true. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, um, example, I have a an older sister. And she made a post recently because she was upset that her sons, my nephews, sixth grade teacher was asking for their pronouns you know Mm -hmm. and she was really upset she thinks it's some gay agenda we're pushing the homosexuality and the transgenderism on the children be gay kids be gay fuck shit up right and i'm just like no it's a fucking it's a school it's 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 supposed to be a safe environment for all people right i'm like they are they're doing their job at making sure that uh, everybody is educating the children that aren't a part of that community you know what like what's what right and then Mm -hmm. making the people that are a part of that community feel included they're literally they're literally teaching them what the parents are supposed to be teaching them literally exactly yeah and my sister all upset and i'm just like i you know (laughs) like if you didn't have a fucking gay brother i mean we weren't raised together so like i guess not but do you get me like why keep it all under wraps like oh no like i wonder what she tells my nephew no deal deal's just different no no you know the fuck (laughs) deal's just different (laughs) no deal's just he's just um he's just stylish he's just loud and charismatic (laughs) flamboyant if you will i flamboyant lol yes flamboyant with my with my t-shirts and my vans (laughs) i can't yeah um i i also think like in regards to like the whole like being raised the way you are you have to unlearn shit like you have at one point yeah because i came from a really conservative um background and my yes like either way my mom taught me like to accept everyone and respect everyone but like Mm -hmm. still like just because you can't you can't blame your background for being a dick you know yes of course not (laughs) i mean especially if this started happening when you were like around ninth grade that's kind of when you start developing your own persona you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. when you start like finding out your own like your own personality who you are and stuff like that so at that age you're right. That would be the age where people start kind of like drifting away from like what they were taught by their parents. For sure. Kind of when you because your parents everything. didn't teach you to get pregnant at fifteen, but that's okay. But you right? still learned it. <laughs> but, you, but you still did it, and that's okay, right? Yeah. Shoot. Damn. I'm go just out. saying. <laughs> Lol. So, tell us a little bit about your like family background, if you feel comfortable with it. 
my family background, there ain't no family. They trash. Basically, that's all it is, you know. Um, I actually I'm going to therapy to like undo like all like the the damage and whatever. Mm-hmm. And what's funny is look at you know, you know, it gets me just a little just a little bit just a little bit upset. <laughs> All these fuckers, they're probably living their life happy as shit, right? Yeah. And I'm the one having to pay for my therapy. Like, shit, they should at least contribute. You break it, you buy it, right? Right. (laughs) LOL. Family life. So I had a kind of decent childhood. See, I was too young to know everything that was going on, right? Now as an adult, you know, you start realizing things and you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. I I was talking to my therapist. She's like, you were neglected. I'm just like, what? I, I, was, neg- <laughs> Stop. I was neglected. I'm like, you, you can't just throw that out there. She's uh-huh. like, I'm not here to lie to you. I'm just like, fuck. <laughs> LOL. So I was raised by my grandparents. They were pretty cool or whatever. I got my obsession with Christmas from my grandmother. Um, honestly, all of the, you know, I, it's funny. We were talking about, like, um, my confidence and all the other bullshit, right? It all came right. from her. Literally, uh, those medicine, they're like, you're literally, like, a carbon copy of her. Like, even the my family that, like, gets really... So, story time, right? I have a tia that voted for Trump. Wow. And I went wow. to her house. Nomás para mandarle la chingada. And wow. I told her, I'm just like, look, the Angie. I'm like, if they start, because you know, Mexican repatriation was a thing back then, and history yeah. repeats itself. Right. I'm just like, you know what? I'm like, if he does that, I'm like, I hope you're the first India he sends back, <laughs> and then the rest of us. I'm like, I hope you're the first one. I'm like, because don't forget. I'm like, just because we're here, just because we're born here, you know, on that side of the family, I'm the fifth generation. Oh no, I'm the fourth generation, but we have five here already, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, don't forget. Don't forget who you are, where you come from. Come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Like, you ain't white. Like, my tia Angie, she is a pretty coffee bean color. Like, coffee beans, you know, like that red brown. Oh, okay, okay. And she has all of the native features. So and it's morena. like, bas- pues más que morena. <laughs> I guess what we would call prieta in, like, yeah. community. <laughs> You know, yeah. Without 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 trying to like like you know without um, trying to like uh, the demean the 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 like demean her for her color. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but I'm but just kind of like see the color that she's in. You know. Yeah, it's like I'm just kind of like why why are we forgetting who we are? Like I'm sorry, but I don't know about you know where y'all are from, but at least in Texas, y'all can look it up. Yeah, Google it, Google it, and you will find signs that say. No Mexicans, no Blacks, and no dogs. No way. Yes. My grandmother told me when she was alive, you know, you know, they want you to, where did your family go to school? What's your history? Grandma, what school did you go to? I went to the school of life. And I'm just like, nah, for real, Grandma. What school did you go to? My grandma was born in 1950, you know? And she basically explained it to me. She's like, yeah, I really didn't have no school in. She's like, because she was, uh, uh, she grew up in this place called Vernon, Texas. And that's not too far from Oklahoma, you know? Okay, and okay. yeah, like she told me that, that, she, that she was, and especially because my grandmother is morena too, you know, she was treated like crap too. You know, she had to eat in the back of restaurants, you know, wow. police hassling her, harassing her, all sorts of shit, you know? That's crazy. 
yeah so i'm just kind of like yeah like please don't forget who you are you know um but yeah so grandma died grandma was sick she was sick sicker than sick okay she had diabetes low blood pressure two open heart surgeries wow Uh, she was on dialysis kidney failure she the works right she had a whole medicine bag you know and um i was loved by my grandmother you know i was talking to the therapist lady and she told me you were neglected i'm like yeah you know i'll admit i'll admit you know now that you're bringing it to my attention and i can see it yeah i was neglected in a way but you know my grandmother died on her birthday right On on her birthday on her birthday yeah Wow. And on that day, she didn't want to go out to eat. She would always, she'd only drink on her birthday and she would go to this little Tex Mex restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're not going to go to the jalapenos. I'm just like, I wanted fajita nachos. <laughs> so. we, went, we went to jalapenos. Aww. Yeah. And I, and you know, I don't, you know, a lot of people might like blame themselves, but I don't blame myself. You know, I feel like that she only did it because she loved me and she knew I was, I wanted my jalapeno nachos. Aww. Yeah. Y lo pobrecita. Pues pobre de mí, right? I guess. Because I had to see her die. <laughs> she died uh, in El Camino on our way home. No way. Stop. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So um, we were like driving back and then that restaurant to my home, it was like a good 15 minutes. And my grandmother was being a little cryptic all day, TBH, you know? Yeah. Um, so I actually told her about this superstition that I had heard earlier that day because mm-hmm. we were passing by a, cip- a cemetery. And I had heard that, you know, if you pass by a cemetery and you watch the service of someone else being buried, you know, either you're going to die or someone close to you is going to die that same day. And oh, she really? died that night. No wow. way. You know? Yep. And I remember I told her, I'm like, yeah, I heard about that. Cause y'all, y'all know me. I'm all into that shit. Right. And she was like, ridículo," you know? And even like, you know, at the dinner, um, my uncle, he asked her, he was like, you know, mom, like, what do you want for your birthday? Like, what, what's the thing that you want? You know? And she's like, I just want you guys to stop fighting. She's like, I just want y'all to be unidos, even when I'm not here, you know? And, you know, we helped her to the car because Miss Mary drunk off her ass. <laughs> wow. She'd have like four or five margaritas, even though now looking back at it, I'm just like, God damn, all them Ill- illnesses, you shouldn't have been doing that, you know? What? But she did either way and um, helped her in the car, in the van. And I was sitting in the back with my my older brother, right? Mm-hmm. And about halfway through, and I don't know, something in me was just like, something's wrong. Something ain't right, you know? Something like told me just, I don't know, you know? And yep, you know, um, uh, my, they would call my grandparents, they would call each other Han or Honey. But with a real, like, Hispanic accent. So, Han y Hani, you know? Mm-hmm. And just out of nowhere, she's, she just yells out, Han! And Aww. then she just slumped over. Wow. And then I'm, I, I, I was, like, hysterical. My grandpa pulled over, pulled over. And he was like, no pasa nada. Ya sabes cómo se pone. I'm just like, Grandpa, no. Algo está mal. No pasa nada. 
you just kept got, driving. He just kept driving and we got wow. home and no se levantaba, you know? And I was actually the one who called 911, but I was too, I was too scared. I couldn't talk. I froze. So I just like threw my phone at my brother and I don't know what he said, but I just like stood there and I like just, oh my God, I'm, I'm tearing up. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just like stood there and like, I just like took it all in and just cried mm-hmm. and like I like was like chewing on the sleep because I was just I was a little mocoso I was like 11 or 12 and wow. um I was just standing there just watching her just there you know I, I I didn't know but um yeah so that's how that was that was the end of my grandmother right <laughs> so that's that and um I guess to like go into more detail of that day because it kind of leads into like the way I am mm-hmm. my my deal he came you know and you know the ambulance and everybody was already there we only lived like five minutes away from the fire station because mm-hmm. the fi- here in Texas fire station EMT they work together so they come from the same place oh, you know okay. yeah so we're only five minutes from the fire station so everybody was already there right and um i had so my deal he was he's my youngest deal he's only 13 years older than me right and um he would leave his kids with my grandmother all the time and you know my grandma estaba malita like what is she gonna do so i was basically always just helping her that that was basically me all the time helping my grandmother you know even with her insulin i would help her with get it all ready i would check her blood sugar her blood pressure her oxygen levels you know uh she was on dialysis a when she first started she was doing it in the afternoon and i told her i was like grandma pues ya no te veo. i miss you and mira como, como me quería my grandmother. She changed Aww. her dialysis to four o'clock in the morning so I could see her in the afternoon. Oh my God. Y yo, y yo me paraba esa hora para despedirme. I would wake up every morning without fail at four o'clock. The days that she went, it was Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, just to say goodbye to her. And I would sleep in her bed. And Aww. I actually still have her blanket, the blanket she used. I still have it with me. Wow. Yeah. Luna. My grandma. Your no, grandma no. sounds like a real angel. Yeah. Yeah, she's like she could be racist sometimes. <laughs> I bet, but she was she was the light for you in the darkness. And that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she was, but it's because you know, like you have to accept that these people have faults, right? Yeah, Home of course. I was a little bit racist, you know. Mm-hmm. So that was that was not okay. But yeah, she was there's she was the greatest. To me, at least. To right? you. Yeah, to you. Yeah. Um, so that was what, like with my grandmother and then like my grandpa, LOL, that night, he's like, I'm never going to leave you talking to me and my brother. So mis hijos, you know, I raised you. Da, 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 da. Cap. <laughs> All cap. All cap. You know, literally, I think not even like, I, so not even a year passed and his mother died. My, my abuelita fina, my bisabuela. Uh-huh. She and she lived with us and she died. Yeah, literally, dude. You know how they say when death comes, she lingers. Right, 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 right. In those five years, I basically lost all of my like family that I grew up with. So I lost my grandmother, my great grandmother, an uncle, my favorite aunt, I think a cousin too, 
everybody everybody was dying um but yeah and um so when his gra- when his mother died i knew he was already dating another woman and he was telling me you know no vas a entender porque eres bien joven pero un hombre tiene necesidades right you know <laughs> he's like no no puedo estarme solo and wow. i was just like look grandpa my grandma's dead she'd been buried almost a year if you need somebody to accompany you you know for the rest of your life it don't matter what she would think right now because she's dead she's not here she's not yeah. here to say anything so you do you and it's funny he he tells me and he asked me for, for my permission and five months later bye <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And like, I think the like most embarrassing thing about him leaving was the fact that he, the day after, que, like, he nos corrió, like, a mi, a mi, lo, a mi hermano, right? He went to my school, my middle school. And I hadn't told anybody because, like, how embarrassing, right? And all of a sudden, I'm getting pulled in counselors administrators they gave me a mentor this that and the other and i'm just like what the what's fuck? going on yeah yeah and somebody this little asshole we're gonna name his name because i don't like him ivan jesus castillo damn yeah. i don't fucking like i don't like him even to this day <laughs> i'm gonna look him up he, he loki he likes a, he has the lame name <laughs> lol so i'm gonna look him up he, lol so he um he came you know to like the little lunch table where i was with my little friends and he's like damn your grandpa kicked you out and i hadn't told anybody and i was just like yeah why and he was in the office and my grandpa was like yeah no es mi nieto he's like he's not even my grandson he's not even my blood he's like so he went to go relinquish his rights and that's the moment that I found out that he wasn't my grandfather by blood. I had to find out from Jesus Castillo. Wow. Jesus Castillo. Not even from my own grandfather. I didn't even know. You so, grew yeah. up thinking otherwise. Pues sí, because we have the same last name. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that was that. And then I ended up with, like, my aunt and my uncle. It wasn't fun. Um, he was an abuser. He would, like, beat on her. And he was a drunk. And then she, like, just was really homophobic. And just, like, add on, like, everything that, like, my family already did. Like, honestly, dude, I wanted to die. Mm-mm. There was a couple, so there was lot. one time, there was one time that I actually sat on a bridge here and where I live. Yeah. It, it's a real high bridge. It's in, it's, like, in a little creek area. And there's, like, rocks I sat there and I was like, you see me tiro, you know? And the only thing that like sort of like stopped me was because by chance, one of my grandmother's sisters was running through the trail. Wow. Yeah. And she didn't say anything to me. She was just like, little Tony? Because, you know, that's like my old name, right? She's like, little Tony? And I'm just like, um, hi, Tia. <laughs> she's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's like, oh, okay. And she kept running. And I just like walked home. After that. Yeah. Wow. Because it was like hard. It was hard, you know, especially like like with like the added BS from like my uncle and my aunt, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Going through so much in life, where do you think you're at 
now as far as your um mental emotional health that kind of stuff do you feel like you're in a much better place now that you've grown up and you're kind of just paving the way for yourself honestly yeah um so i used to have roommates i would just live with roommates but now i'm actually living alone Mm -hmm. and then especially with the pandemic i really had to take a really good hard look at myself you know and it made me realize that the ways that I was coping, I wasn't coping. I was just sort of surviving, surviving, Mm -hmm. you know, I was just surviving and I don't want to survive anymore. I want to thrive. Ooh, honey. That sounds so beautiful. So all of the like, uh uh-huh. I do want to comment though on, because of the, you know, the little that we've talked and everything, I Mm -hmm. think it's so amazing that you've gone through so much but you're still like an advocate for people. You're still like, you still help people and like, people who have probably gone through half of what you got. Of what through. you went through. Yeah. And exactly. I, I, just, I just think that's so amazing. I honestly like, I admire that a lot. Really. I really do. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I, the way I see it is like, I know how it feels to have nobody. Yeah. Not even myself, because I mean, I was just a kid. I didn't know what to do, you know? And so I just try to be there for like everybody I can, you know, I'm like super lame. Like I like love super hard and I just like try to take care of everybody that like I care about and even more, you know? Yeah. And honestly, your outlook on life, it's very um, like empalagoso, like se pega, like honestly, the way you are, the way you go about it, it's just the positivity you radiate, like you kind of make people want to be the same way like we were saying earlier so Mm -hmm. that's amazing like carla said going through so much but still keeping that positive outlook on life that's hard to do you know who i have to thank though who so a couple years back at my job i work in a call center i met this beautiful person right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we're gonna call her pal because that's what she told me to call her (laughs) pal paola yeah okay and it's like she could see through all of like the ugly right Mm -hmm. and she would always tell me she would always tell me even when we met she's like i know you're good she's like i know that like she's like you have this hard shell because i used to be a bitch (laughs) she's like you have this hard shell she's like you're just like a little standoffish But but she's like i know on the inside you're just sweet you're sweet like honey and you're light you know and honestly like the other day, I was crying. I was crying because I just felt so happy because I feel like I'm back to, like, who I truly am. And she really helped me get back there. And oh. a mix of her, a mix of my, you know, me helping myself mm-hmm. and, and then my, my therapy that I'm doing. But honestly, like, a lot of it, I owe it to her. You know? Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I, yeah. I'm, like, speechless right now. Like, I don't even know how to, like, say what I want to say. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like, you know, it just proves that every trial just makes somebody stronger, you know? For Mm -hmm. sure. Um, And, you know, it just proves that you, it's, it's so crazy. Like, it's crazy to think that, like, you went through all of this and you're still positive and you know mm-hmm. and it just proves to us to 
you know, for us to stop complaining and for us to, like, appreciate what we have. And not just Mm -hmm. that, but, like, to just um, understand that be positive, be positive. Don't, Mm -hmm. don't let things shatter you. Don't let um, the past or thing or things that situations that happen in your life affect Mm -hmm. you in your life, because that gets a toll on you too, you know? For sure. I definitely feel that way, but I also feel like you need to give yourself the time to acknowledge what you've gone through or acknowledge Mm -hmm. the pain you know, let it manifest in a nice way, not, you Mm -hmm. know, don't go down something that will end up harming you, right? Let it manifest and just let it go, you know, because you know, the sirve, you know, the sirve, it's something holding you back. It's something that's, that's, you know, not letting you be your actual self, you know? Well, that's why it's so important to go to therapy, like you're doing. Andale. Therapy, or I know some spiritual people, they like their little shadow work. Shadow work. Baños, limpias, you know. Both, honestly. I do both. Same. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, I feel like in order to, like, I feel like sometimes I I do want to be an advocate to therapy, not just because I studied it, but because my therapist and how much I've been helped. I feel like, I feel like it's important to have that person listen to you because it's another perspective, you know, and it's another perspective. First of all, they're, they're trained. So they're Mm -hmm. a a trained perspective, but sometimes we we can become, you know, we can see things in a very different way and we're like, Oh, but it's this way. And then somebody else hears, especially like a trained specialist, they they can help you overcome it and be like, oh my gosh, this is how I can overcome it. And you let go of those things. You let mm-hmm. go of the barriers, the the traumas, everything little by little. So it's so important, you know? Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely an advocate for therapy. Mm-hmm. I think therapy is important. I think there's power in like sitting there and kind of just, um, I think sometimes, especially with like friends and stuff like that, there are friends that listen to you, but sometimes as humans we listen to react and i think with like a therapist like you can go on for a while and like just i veces que tú mismo te das la respuesta you get what i'm saying like when you like just talk and talk and talk like you guys get do you guys get what i'm trying to say yeah i get you for sure i hope our listeners do too <laughs> like, what was she saying um oh, oh. well that's kind of yeah. like what they do though they they kind of they let you talk mm-hmm. Yes, and they let you figure it out, too. Like, I feel like when I was going to school, they would always tell us, like, to allow the person, you know, the patient, to let them figure it out. You questions, you just, you know? But mm-hmm. in the end, they have to go back home and decide to choose to take your advice. In the end, they mm-hmm. have to choose to let go of things, you know? So, it like, it, it's kind of a tool but it's not going to save your life if you don't allow it to. If you don't allow it to, mm-hmm. exactly. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. And how you were saying to allow, um, like, the pain or, like, whatever you're feeling to manifest in a healthy way, I think that's important. And I think I will always push that is to don't fight your feelings. Like, don't fight what you're, you know, like, just let yourself feel it. Because if not, I always say this, a few years down the line, you're going to be dealing with stuff that, you haven't dealt with in years and it's probably worse because it builds up over time mm-hmm. 
And apparently it can manifest physically because that's how I ended up in the hospital last year. <laughs> oh, no, it's true. Oh, yeah, it's definitely true. Mm-hmm. We probably all mm-hmm. ended up at the hospital at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> what are you here for? Past trauma. Literally. Yeah. No, I was just like, I don't know. I think I'm going to die. And then they did all the tests. You're fine. And I'm just like, huh? That's like my heartbroken, <laughs> my, my broken heart syndrome visit to the oh, hospital. Oh, for real? Oh, my yeah. gosh. I literally went to the hospital thinking I was dying, like chest pain, all that mm-hmm. shebang. And then the the doctor was like, "Did you go to? Did you go through like a heartbreak recently?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Well, sometimes literally the strings to our heart, like the tendons and stuff like that, she's like they break, and you are in physical pain of how much, like how much sadness you're in." Oh my god! Yeah, she's like, "It's called broken heart syndrome." <laughs> she's like, "Look it up. I think that's what you have." And then they sent me home. Oh wow! No, me. They saw me and thought I was fat. They're just like lose weight. Oh, that's a whole other topic. Literally. You go in for like, yeah, you go in for a pain in your elbow, and you're like, oh, it's because you need to lose weight. Literally, oh, like mine, guys. I didn't even have like chest pain. I had like shoulder pain or whatever. Heart attack. We have to take a cardiac enzyme, CT scan, EKG, todo. Me hicieron todo. And then I went to so many specialists and then I was talking to my friend. She's like, what if it's anxiety? And then I went to the therapist. She was like, yeah, it's anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) Loki, Loki, Uh that's the truth, though. Yeah. Anxiety manifests in different ways. For sure. Especially in pain, physical pain. But I think it was such a pleasure to have you here. Luna? Yes. Oh, thanks. I loved it. I uh, honestly, you are an amazing human being. Oh, thank and you. I think a lot more people need to know you. Definitely. Oh. Definitely agree with Carla. We enjoyed every second of this. We literally same. appreciate <laughs> you sharing your stories with us and letting us in in the little corner of your heart. Oh, thanks for yes. having me. It was so much fun. You know. <laughs> hopefully it's not the last hopefully yes. not hopefully we, can, right? hopefully we can bring you back on a different topic yes we uh, have so many topics to talk about yes agreed <laughs> agreed well guys right. please please like go like a charming thing on instagram listen share to your sancha to your sancho to your dog to your vecina and um is it a dog <laughs> Yeah, I did say the dog. Okay. <laughs> I can't forget the dog. Can't you really the can. dog. <laughs> but thank you so much, guys. Thank you. It was been thank a pleasure, you. guys. It was great. <laughs> Bye. Bye.